For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith, which comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, rightly divided here with power, authority, and conviction by Bishop Eddie Addy from the Macarius Church headquarters. This anointed teaching will challenge you, strengthen you, and equip you for a truly victorious life in the Lord. Be transformed as you listen. Give attention to my words. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for today and for the great privilege we have to be in your presence. We invite you to visit us today with your word by your Holy Spirit and guide us into all truth. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Next week is going to be awesome. Make sure you are here. Make sure you are part of it. Um, it will be a great blessing. Philippians chapter 2 verse 4. You are all welcome, Sweet Melodies, listeners on Sweet Melodies, Dofopa FM, Facebook, YouTube. You are all welcome. God bless you. Make sure you subscribe and hit the notification button so that when we are live, it just prompts you. So let's read Philippians chapter 2 verse 4. It says, look, everybody reading with me, go. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Believe it. Jesus originally came because of others. Then he became humble and became obedient even unto death. So his obedience and his humility is often used in this passage to say that the mind that must be in us is for us to um, be humble and then be obedient which is true but the original intent if you look at the scripture carefully it says that look not every man on his own things but every man on the things of others let this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God and made himself of no reputation and took on him the form of a servant. So it is because of others that although he was equal with God, he didn't think it a thing to grasp and then he came down. Then the Bible says in verse 8 that being found in fashion as a man, he became, he humbled himself. So as he came, then he humbled himself. But it was because of others, you and I, that Jesus left his majesty. He was in a beautiful palace. A beautiful place. But he thought about you. Alright. So let's look now at a, a number of examples. So that we can also advise our own selves. Okay. So I want us to look um, at somebody in the Bible I believe who exhibited this beautiful quality of thinking about others or 
living because of others. In Genesis um, chapter 22, Let's start from 12, first of all, 12, then 22. 12 verse 1 says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee, and I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee. And curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Genesis chapter 12, 1 to 3. Then let's go to Genesis 22 verse 15. He says, And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time, and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven, and as the sun which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in thy seed shall all nations of the earth be blessed. Because thou hast obeyed my voice. Genesis 22, 15 to 18. So here, right here, we see God uh, blessing Abraham. And the primary if you like, promise attached to it is that he will be a blessing. I will bless you and through you, all nations shall be blessed. Hallelujah. Abraham became the father of many nations because of others. And God said that through you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. So I am blessing you so that others can also be blessed. Ha-ha. I am blessing you so that all the other families of the earth can be blessed. So there is no other reason why God blessed Abraham than for him to be a blessing to all the families of the earth. I believe, I, I kind of understand why God chose Abraham. Because somebody was wondering, that, ah, why would God choose just one person? So in Genesis 18, 19, the Bible says that God was speaking of Abraham. He says, I know Abraham, for I know Abraham. I know him. That he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment. Yes. That the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. I know Abraham. It's like Abraham is a type of person who will command, he will command his children and he command his household after him and they shall keep the way of the Lord. It's not easy to find somebody who can command his children, his servants, anybody who is around him 
nephews, nieces, all those who come to... Because some nephews who stay in your house, they won't go to church. How to get them to go to church is a main challenge. But the Bible says, but I know Abraham. He knows how to command people and make them follow him to keep my ways. So if I want to make a nation or build a people out of the whole earth, everybody is rebellious, everybody is some way. If you remember in Genesis 11, God scattered the whole earth. They were all rebelling against God. So in chapter 12, he found Abraham and said, I know this type of person that he will command his children. He's dedicated to me and he will make his children, his wife, I mean, it's not easy sometimes to make your wife do what you want her to do. I don't know whether you people are married here. And sometimes it's not easy to let your wife do what you want her to do. Yes. Somebody is asking, so what about the husband? You, they didn't mar- you are not the one who went to pay dowry. I, I don't know why your mouth is so strong. You were there, they came to marry. They had to pay dowry and everything, have a whole fanfare and hula baloo to pick you from your father's house. They even asked you whether they should send you. <laughs> and you said, Fing. you told your daddy, and they said, you said yes, or they didn't say yes. They said yes, they asked you three times. It means that your father was concerned that he has lived with you for 25 years, 28 years, and one guy that you have met for just maybe six months, one year B, two years B, it's like you are leaving them to go. Hey! I remember Bishop Ugo asking his daughter that, hey, they are going to take you from me. It's like I've been with you. You know how me and you we are. He was asking the daughter. And this boy is coming for you. He's taking you away. Do you understand? So will you go? He said, it's like a fancy. She was asked in fancy, yes, I will go. He said, hey, I've lived with you for 20 something years. This boy, how long have you known him? He's coming for you. He will take you from my house. He will leave you all here. It's like away from my money, away from my storehouse, my, my provisions and everything. So are you going? Are you sure? She said, yes, I am going. So don't argue that. Is that why is it that we're always asking the men to say something to the women to do? That's how marriage is. If you don't understand, don't marry. Don't marry somebody has married you. He has to be able to control you and ask you to do things. But you will not allow it. Sometimes when I preach, the ladies bring offering. But this one, when I'm saying it, they are quiet. They are sitting down. Because it's like, "Mm, bishop, this is, you are empowering the men. I'm not empowering the men. That's the regular, whether traditional marriage or Marriage under ordinance is the same. The value is the same. Somebody comes to marry you and then you don't want him to say do this and you do. Cook rice. You say you, you like rice too much. I've made bangkung already. Why should I bring rice? Oh. Anyway, that's not what we are preaching about. But, but Bible says that I know Abraham. Yes, Abraham. Yes. Somebody has been doing this argument in their house. So as I'm preaching, it's pricking someone. Pa, let me move from this side and go to this side. Because I can feel that some people are feeling the fire on that side. <laughs> yes. Yes. And the person I've married is a fool. Ah, you are the one who went to marry a fool. 
and you agreed, you told your father that you are going, and the guy is a fool, you say you will go. So when you go and you are meeting foolishness, why are you complaining? Hey, he's a witch. Okay. He's a witch or he's a wizard. You collected it. So, yes. Anyway, but we are talking about Abraham. All right. I know Abraham. And I think that's why some people are made founders and some people are not founders. Because you, you, you can't found things. You can't have, take the initiative to start a thing. Do you see? Because you are not that type. And when you start anything, you can't make people do it. So your business you started has collapsed. Your uh, whatever you started has collapsed. Everything, Momo, uh, this you started, it has collapsed. Because you don't know how to make people. Uber, you went to get a car, you, are doing, you have got drivers. You can't make them bring the sales the way they should bring it. So that's why I say, I know Abraham. The way he is, he will command his children. And the Bible says, God told him, therefore, that I'm going to bless you. And I know the way you are. Through you, the whole family, all the families of the earth will all be blessed. The way you are. You will make them get the blessing. But if it was some people, hey, once it has come to you, it stays with you, it stays with your family. That's why it says, I know Abraham. Yes. So sometimes when I see some founders of denominations and things, I say, hey, they are special type of people. Because if, if I take Bishop Dag, for example, if God gives him a word, like a revelation, that word, no, he will make his children follow it. Even the disobedient ones, you don't want to obey. You see that still, he's forcing to make you obey and to, to walk in those things. The words he has given in camps, he has gathered all. He has put all together. He calls it makane. And, and the reason why he has gathered it all together, put it on um, iTunes, put it on dagwardmillsaudio.org, dagwardmillsvideos.org, videos.org. All those things is that I am trying to make the children whom God gives me to follow the commandment and the ways of the Lord as he has given me. Are you listening to me? So, ladies and gentlemen, Abraham was a very special person that God used to be a blessing to others. So, can you imagine when God blesses Abraham so that others can be blessed? He keeps it to himself. You see? And sometimes we are like that. God blesses you and he blesses you, and, and your life is not just for yourself, but for others. For others. There are even people you are giving birth to children. You don't want to give them things or pay their fees or look after them in a certain way because it's like you, you, you struggle in your life. They also should struggle. Do you see? And you have left your little girl into the world that go into the world and struggle in the world. And survive. I will not survive like that. So blessings are not just for you, but for others. All right. The greatest blessing is for you to become a blessing. When you are so blessed that you can care for others, then you are truly blessed. So through Abraham, we learn very quickly that God blesses you so that you can be a blessing 
to others. If your salvation is just to make you and your family happy, then it is a very small blessing indeed. You have been saved, healed, and blessed so that you can go out and be a blessing to others. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Yes. God wants you to be a blessing to many other people. We are blessed. There used to be a song, we are saved to save. I'm saved to save. Oh yes, I'm saved. The choir, you used to sing like a song. Yeah. I'm saved to save. Oh yes, I'm saved. Jesus said, uh, behold, I come. I, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will hear my voice and will I open unto me, I will enter in and sup with him and he sup with me. For I came to seek and to save that which was lost. I'm saved to save. Oh, yes, I'm saved. Very nice. <laughs> I am saved to save. And my little girl was singing, God bless Sonia today. Where is she? Very powerful singing, ministration. Yes, I'm introducing her as one of my chief singers. Yes. yes. She, was, she was from, uh, I don't know whether it's I Church or K Church, K and J Church. And then she's coming small, small, small into. Yes, the young are growing. So that they come and take over from the mammies who are in front here. Yeah, yes. I have a few bishops here. Bishop uh, Edibuche is here. You are welcome from the Gambia. And then Bishop Jeffrey Okran, also from Guinea-Bissau. These were all Macarius children that have now become conveners of denominations. Poimen denomination, Bishop Edibuche is now the convener. Like, he's even his post is bigger than my post. And then uh, Bishop Jeffrey Okran, also from Guinea-Bissau. He's also the convener for Fruitiferous International. <laughs> Fruitiferous, that's Fruitfulness International. It's a church. It's a denomination. And this is Poimen Church. They are, they are now conveners. They are, they, are, they are executive council members. Oh, we, we are just pastors of churches that are... You know, we are just around. <laughs> Too powerful. Clap for them. They are around for a meeting. So that's a blessing. All right. Tell somebody that you are blessed to be a blessing to others. Mm. If you have failed to become the blessing that God has raised you up to be, then you have completely misused and misunderstood the reason for your blessing. Today we sing Abraham's blessings are mine. Abraham's blessings are mine. When you read Galatians 3.13, it says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Be made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is he. Everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So through Abraham, we have also received the blessing that God gave to him. We are all now sons of God 
and we partake of the blessings of Abraham. So who is going to partake of your blessings? The blessings of your salvation. Who is going to be a partaker of your salvation? Who is going to be a partaker of your ability to speak in tongues? That God has endowed you and blessed you with. Do you see? Who is going to be a partaker of your ability, your, 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 your participation in the church? The worship? The, 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 the fellowship? You see? The word? The songs? The, the praises? Who is going to be a partaker of how God has blessed you? Or that everything God has blessed you remains with you? I believe from this service... You are turning around to be a blessing to many others in the name of Jesus. Are you listening to me? Yes. Who is going to be enjoy the things you are enjoying? When Paul had a son called Timothy in the spirit or in the Lord, in 2 Timothy 2, 2 he told him that the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. What he's trying to say is that the things you are enjoying, the blessings of the word that I'm giving to you should not remain with you. There must be some other people, faithful, whom you should pass this on to and they too pass it on to others and they will also pass it on to others and the others will pass it on to others until Jesus comes. It must never stay with you. Tell your neighbor, it must never stay with you. Some of us, you know, we are enjoying Abraham's blessings of salvation, Abraham's blessings of prosperity, Abraham's blessings of, I don't know what it is, uh, being a child of God or having a certain relationship with God, you know. He said, the way Abraham is, if I'm going to do something, should I hide it from him? So sometimes God even reveals things to you about things that are going to happen in your family, in, in life, about your own life, about other people around you. Do you understand? Because of a relationship he has with you, is the type of relationship he had with Abraham. And the Bible says that you have become a partaker of Abraham's blessings. Why shouldn't others enjoy the blessings that you have? You see, but sometimes it's like you are married. You don't want to think that others should also get married. It doesn't concern you. Even sometimes you find some people, you walk around, maybe you are a shepherd, and there are people around you, you can see that the boy is a, is a man. He's no longer a boy. That he needs to be married by this time. Do you understand? But every day you are married, oh, my husband and I, my wife and I, my children are going here, my this and that and that. Every time it's you, your husband, knowing that such a person also needs, you have to help them. There are people who are of marriageable age. They don't even know how to speak. They don't know how to choose. They don't know how to select. Even when they select, they don't know how to speak. And even sometimes when they speak, they don't know how to, to, to firm it up and marry them. Just going for movies, coming, going movies, coming, going, sampling all the fast foods around. Pinkberry, uh, Huh? Pizza man, chicken man, KFC, honeysuckle, mangoes. It's like they go to places uh, just around eating their 
dowry away, eating their, yeah. <laughs> eating their cloth away, eating their mother's, uh, mother's cloth away and all those things. I'm always loved at when Bishop Dems remembered, when he's preaching about someone, he said, when I was working at V, I started working before Sister Mami got a job or uh, uh, Bishop Saki got a job. So, and they used to visit me, they were in law school. They used to come to VRA along the high street. And when they come, I send them, we, I take them, oh, uh, let's go. We didn't have cars do this, we just walk. Oh, there's a place here, they sell uh, Cornish pie, finger licking. It's called finger licking. Just at the base, the castle, the entrance of the castle. They used to have a nice restaurant there. Then a special pie called Cornish pie. Very filled with meat, minced meat. Hey, fat like a fat woman. Hey. And I was not married. And I was also enjoying my salary as it comes. Oh, let's go and enjoy. Oh, you have come. Cornish pie. Eh, what will you drink? Da, 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 da. Ah, when I took a decision to marry, pet. when they come and visit me, I take them down. We, we go, we, we, we talk with them. I see them off. Bye-bye. It's like, you, we'll meet in church. We'll meet in church. I'm a bit busy. I have to check something upstairs. Then I just leave and I go. Because now I had a vision. Yes. But you see, when you are married, you have to now think of others. Think of others. Think of that lady there, that person who is like a nice daughter to you. Why are you not making room and making a way? Because you, are, you can see there are some possible suitors around that you have to do what we call shepherdoria linkage. Instead of always thinking of yourself, think of others because you are blessed to be a blessing. You are blessed to be a blessing. The whole church is full of people. That's why the scripture says that think not only on your own things. Eh? Think not only on your own things, but let every man think also on the things of others. Place your hand on your heart. Place on your hand. And pray this prayer and say, Lord, touch my heart for others. Touch my heart for others. Oh, yes. Pray that prayer because the day you start living your life for others is also the beginning of a certain opening of blessings as you have never known them. Oh, yes. Abraham was blessed to be a blessing. Number two. Esther was celebrated because she helped others. Yes. In Esther chapter 4 verse 13, the Bible says, Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther. Think not... Okay, the background of this story is this. Sometimes when we say, we assume that everybody knows. There was an orphan called Esther. She was a Jew. She had an uncle called Mordecai. And this Mordecai heard of a beauty pageant that the king had sacked his wife because, again, he wanted to control her. She didn't want to be controlled. He wanted to command her. She didn't want to be commanded. He had met with his friends, princes, and he was telling them that his wife is very beautiful. Yes. And he wanted to show her to them that 
you have wives, but this is my wife. She's the first among equals. Yes. And she was also in another ballroom with some other ladies having a women's type of conference. So when the servants went to call her, she told them that she's not coming, but she's also having a conference. Hey, am I? Where are you? So you talk, I talk. <laughs> so he said to her that, well, since I'm calling you, you won't come. All right, no problem. Then the other princes also heard because they brought the message and they were all there when the response came. They said, this is not appropriate. If this is how your wife is treating you, the king, eh, we have to do something about it. Otherwise, all the wives who in this province, when they hear that Vashti was called by the king and she says she won't come, and she's still the queen, or is going, nothing happened to her, all of them will treat their husbands that way. Mrs. Janfi. <laughs> yes. That's a mama. Moko wari awaho. Montia wari anasi. Enti moko wari pe. Nam, I have problem. Because you want to be independent. And yet you want to marry. But marriage, you can't be independent in it. When you marry, it's called wedlock. Wedlock. Do you understand? Use it in a sentence for me, Professor. Wedlock. Yes. In getting married to AC, I entered wedlock. Now, the wedlock means that you are locked up in the wedding. Yes. It's a maximum security prison. I mean, not prison. I mean, please, I beg you, it's not prison. But in terms of lock, it's wedlock. You are locked. Hmm. Hmm? Yeah, the maximum, it demands maximum commitment. That's why you can't have another boyfriend or another girlfriend. Yes, especially if you are married under the ordinance, which is the wedding, I'm That one, when you do it, eh, you can't have another one. When you have another one, it's bigamy. The other day, I heard of a man, he's already, he has a wedding in another country. Then he has come to another country and he has married another one. I said, this guy, oh, his lack of education is worrying him. <laughs> anyway, so I was talking about Vashti. All right. Mrs. Janfi, when I mentioned your name, then I remembered the wedlock. Yes, because mope wedding also so mope commitment no. Mope lock inside. Ya lokomo. But it's a blessing. God used it because it's a blessing if you understand it well. But when you don't understand it, it turns into some kind of bonfire. But it shouldn't be bonfire. It can be enjoyed. Yes. Yes, even there are prisoners who have degrees because they accept that they are in prison. They, are, they cool down there. They go, they have jobs. They do at the prison and then they come and take a degree. They have a court. By the time they are finishing, they have their doctorate. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, they have a life. It's not, but you see, you'll be fighting at the prison before like somebody has even killed you in the prison because you are too agitated that you are there. Anyway, 
Please, marriage. One day we have a marriage seminar. This one is not a marriage seminar. This one is just, it's just a betrayal muara. So the prince is led by a guy called Memukan. He said that this thing that Vashti has done, we have to do something about it. So then they, they arranged and then they brought, uh, they, they, the man sacked the wife. But it's like he can't also be unmarried. So then they sounded an alarm throughout the whole province. Then they brought all the beautiful ladies. Beautiful, hard work. I'm sure they had qualifications. You have to be beautiful, hard working, this, this, this. Maybe they will have some tests because they prepared them for about a year. Buffing them for a year with special spice. You are going to sleep with the king. You must smell nice. Your skin, they must remove all the unbuffing because they know that the girls, uh, they are beautiful, but sometimes they don't like buffing. Yes. I don't know whether I'm preaching in a church. Yes. Now you see a very beautiful girl here. Even some of some people have not bathed this morning, but they are in church. They have not bathed. You see that they have makeup, they have done makeup, lipstick, they have done everything, and they are sitting here. You will never know that they have not bathed because you call polish on death. The death is there, you polish. So they bowed them for one year. Yes. And then they brought them for beauty pageant. So this Mordecai, he quietly sneaked Esther in. Because the, the, the kingdom was, um, the kingdom of what? The Persia. And she was not a Persian. She was a Jew. And they were not allowed, actually allowed. So he told her that she should not tell them her nationality. Yes. Oh, but she was beautiful. They, they prepared them with special food, special herbs, special spices. Hey! Ah, I don't know whether that's how we prepare our, our ladies for, for, for marriage, but it would be very nice if they can bath them for one year before they come. <laughs> with spices. By the time you come, even if you don't bath one day, you see that your, your body smells now. Because ten years you too too through skin, no no. It's not easy for you to spoil it. <laughs> They've removed all the debts that have gone into the pores, and you are very nice and very nice. Oh, anyway, so then she won the beauty pageant. Later on. A very bad man, he's called Haman. He's a Persian. He looked at these people, Jews, they are a lot in the system, you know. They are prospering and doing very well. And then there was a guy being called Mordecai that he didn't like at all. So he decided that he would go and twist the king's hand and make him bring up a law. And when the law is signed by him, all Jews will be killed. Then he prepared a kind of execution a kind of guillotine very high, about 15 meters in the air. Very high up so that they can see you wherever you are hung. Hey! So this guy, he went to tell the king that there are some people, there are some way, they are really spoiling the, this thing and so on. And then the king, I don't think he was thinking that he just signed the thing. So when he signed the thing, 
Then he realized that, hey, what I've signed, I can also withdraw my hand. But it means that all Jews are going to be killed. So in the night, he was just thinking in his bed. He was thinking in his bed. That, then he said, they should bring that. He couldn't sleep. They, said, they should bring their history book and read to him. When they were reading their history book, he, he saw in the history book that a man called Mordecai one day found out that the king had some servants in his bed chamber, like where he sleeps. He has some servants who, who, who uh, like security men and servants who serve him and look after him. And that they were plotting to kill the king when he was asleep. So Mordecai went to tell the king, told somebody who went to tell the king that this big Tana and Teresh want to kill the king. So they did investigation and uh, they found out that it was true. So they recorded it in the book that Mordecai saved the king from big Tana and Teresh. Ah, so he said, hey, Mordecai, the Jew, saved me and these are the Jews that have signed that they should kill. Then he said, no, 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 no. There's something wrong. There must be something wrong here. He asked that, what good has been done for, what honor and dignity, the words he used are honor and dignity, what honor has been done for Mordecai since he saved the king? And the people said, nothing has been done. He said, oh, how? Somebody who saved my life, why has nothing been done for him? Okay, who is there in the courtyard? Let's bring somebody, I want ideas for honoring people. Then this Haman, who had made that guillotine to slay all the Jews. Are you following the story? He was the one that, that they said, Haman is around. They said, oh, bring Haman, bring him, bring him, because he's a, a major person in the government. When they brought him, then the king asked him that, who, do, what do you think? A person that the king delights to honor, if the king wants to really honor someone, what should he do? And Haman said, oh, who else cry would the king want to honor in this whole province apart from myself? Come on. So he cleared his throat and thought to himself, the best thing that he wants done for himself is what he, he spelt out. They must bring the royal robe. They must bring a ring and put on his finger. They must set him on the king's chariot. And then they put a scepter in his hand and a crown on his head. And then they should put somebody in front of the chariot announcing that this is how the king honors those he wants to honor. This is how they honor people the king really wants to honor. Then the, the king told him that, very good, very nice. Your ideas are very powerful. Do it for Mordecai. <laughs> May God turn your enemy's plan against himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Do it for Mordecai. He said, yeah. So reluctantly, he went to collect all these, the robe of the king, the ring, everything, and then he was walking, he's the one who was walking in front of the chariot and announcing that this is how the king honors people that he wants to honor. May God let your enemies be the reason for your elevation. May God make your enemies the reason for your elevation. Wow. So it came to pass that Mordecai now went to tell Esther that even though I've been honored by the king, we are still in danger because the thing that he signed is still in effect. 
So go to the king and tell him that we are, it is your people that they want to kill. Because at that time, they had not discovered that she was one of the people. Because now that she's been accepted by the king and all that, the king likes her. He's one of his favorite wives. I don't know what she was doing for him, but he was one of the favorite, most beautiful and also favorite. Thank you. Yes. May you be beautiful and favorite. And then Esther told Mordecai that things are not the same here. Over here, you see, she was now in the palace. Over here in the palace, things are not how we do things back home. I can't just go to the king by heart. And that this king, no, he has arranged us. He has several wives and he has arranged us. If it's not your turn, you just can't go. If he has not called for you, you can't go. And if you go and he hasn't called for you, he can give an order. They will kill you in the courtyard. You know he didn't come to the bedchamber. It was, it was worse. So she sent the message to uh, Mordecai that I just can't go like that. So then Mordecai told him, so this is where we got to in the story and I was reading to you. I don't know if you have understood it. Have you, have you, are you watching the movie? <laughs> yes. Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther. Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place, but thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Then Esther bade them return Mordecai this answer, go gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan and fast ye for me. Neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise. And so will I go. I'll go in unto the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. You see, this is what I'm trying to let you do. Look, there are others who are in danger. We have seen the hellfire videos. We have seen house on fire that people escape. And we are saying that there's also a fire that you can, if you can escape fire from he- on, on earth, but you may not easily escape that fire if you are not born again. There are others who also need to be saved. This is why we are having escape next week. This is why we are having escape. Yes. This is why we are having escape. That there are others. Just like how Mordecai was talking to Esther that, look, please, there are others who are going to be killed. There are others who are going to die. And don't think that you and your father's house will escape. If you don't do this thing, Maybe God will find another way to deliver us, but you and your father's house will not escape. And like Esther's response, so may it be your response. Okay, I accept. You are not thinking about others. If I were to leave you as a Christian, it won't care to you to talk to anybody about Jesus. But I come as a general of the Lord's army. And I tell you that we are going. We are going. We'll bring them in. Because others must receive salvation. 
Others have issues. Others need a shepherd. Others must hear this message that we are hearing. Others must go to heaven with us when we are going to heaven. Others must come into our church as we have a beautiful church. There are others. There are others. I say there are others. Jesus said, other sheep I have, them also I must bring in. And there will be one shepherd and one fold. Them, there are other sheep I have. There are others. I was it last week here that I was pointing to Efe in this service. Yes. She was, she was a, she's a singer here. But somebody brought her and then eventually became his wife. But it was not the intention. That was not the intention. Don't think that we are going to bring wives and bring husbands. So you are only looking for those who are husbandable and wifeable. <laughs> yes, we are bringing everybody. Oh yes, oh yes. And Esther said, "I'm going. It's okay. Don't talk again. I'm going. It's not my turn. It's not according to the law. But if I perish, I perish." And she went. She bathed herself. She fasted. She went. Perfumed herself with aloes and myrrh. Her aroma was filled everywhere. Then she arrived in the palace. The king was on his throne. And the king asked, why, why, why are you here today? What is your, what is your errand? What, what has brought you here against the run of play? But she was afraid because the king had a scepter. If he turns it down or turns it down, she will be killed. But he held it up to her that you are my best queen. Come and come and talk to me and tell me whatever you have to say. Yes. When you live for others, God will defend you. God will protect you. God will deliver you. Oh, yes. God will favor you. He will surround you with favor as though a shield. Beautiful. And then when he asked her, she said, oh, it's my people. Oh, somebody wants to kill my people. So who is that? It's Haman. Bring Haman quickly, quickly to come and answer for himself. Then he said, are you the one who is planning all these things? Then before the king was turning to talk to somebody, then Haman went, he was, the queen was on her bed, she was holding her. Hey, so the king said, that, ah, are you coming to rape my wife too in front of me? He just said, the whole thing had turned on his head. It had backfired. It's like he was trying to beg. He was holding her leg and holding her like, Ah, Why are you holding my leg? Why? Leave me, leave me, leave me. Then the king had, leave me, leave me, leave me. He said, like, hey, are you trying to rape my wife right in front of me? Hey. And the thing that he had prepared for the Jews to kill them was used to hang him himself. Oh, yes. And God delivered the whole of the Israel people because somebody thought of others. But you see, her initial response, like many of us, you are blessed, you are in the palace. So you don't think of others. You are enjoying. You are happy. Look at you. You even come so late that even if you don't hear the preacher, you don't care where you are in the church. You see, here you are. But you are not thinking of others. But there are others. 
there are others. I want you to know that there are others. You are not the only sheep that the Lord has. There are other sheep he has who are not in this church yet, but them also we must bring in. We must. 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 We must bring in. Them also we must bring in. Most of you who are here, you were not here a couple of years ago when we moved here. We created this service as a first service. And then the second service was the one that came from airport. All of you here are from somewhere. Somebody told somebody, somebody called someone, somebody witnessed to someone, somebody preached to someone, somebody. That, that's what has created this congregation here. Yes. And now as you are here, I'm telling you that you too must not let it end with you. And that's why I pray for yourself that God will touch your heart to think about others. Because your blessing is in thinking about others. When I was using Farouk as an example, I said he was thinking about his friend who was singing in, in, uh, uh, with a band, moving from city to city, town to town. He said, this my friend also needs Jesus. And he went to call her. And then this F.A. girl was with that friend. And the two of them came to the church because the girl told her that when you come, there will be what? Fine, fine, rich boys. I'm still looking for them here in the church. Fine, fine, rich boys. Pastor Eddie, were you the one who was one of the fine, fine, rich boys? Hey! And even though they came with a different mind, God had a different plan. And today she's singing nicely in the church. And the person who was not the intended invitee, rather became established, became a singer in the choir, became a soloist, and one day became his wife. Oh, thank you. See, that's the blessing. That's the blessing. He didn't keep a nice church to himself, but he went on to go and talk to somebody, and that person came and became a blessing. Are you listening to me? So don't stay in your palace. In your air-conditioned palace with your servants. I and my maid servants will also fast. She also has now maid servants. You are telling us that things are not the same. We don't just get up and go and see the king. You can't go like that. All kinds of excuses. Often when we are blessed, that's what happens. When we are blessed, we are just full of excuses. Everybody has a reason why he can't do anything for God. Can't go to church regularly, can't preach, can't go out, um, and then my, I'm feeling whatever, I, I, my head is paining me, and then I have something on the fire, I'm meeting some visitors in the house, I have to really do my best, I have to go quickly after church to go and really welcome my visitors, I, my, my mother has come to visit me, she's staying with me for a few days, I have to go and make some lunch for her, it's like all kinds of excuses, that's what Mordecai was telling Esther that, don't take it for granted, your blessing that you have. Don't take it for granted. Who knows whether you are come into the kingdom for such a time as this, that there is somebody who can respond to just your invitation. Don't take it for granted. And the church of God depends on somebody telling somebody. There can't be, God will never, hardly will he use an angel to witness to people. It has pleased him that by the foolishness of preaching. So you who sit in a church, it is your duty to tell somebody else. 
Yes. I can't keep it to myself. I got to go out and tell somebody, I can't keep it to myself. Somebody's dying, somebody's lost. I can't keep it to myself. It's a song. These are spiritual songs that spiritual people make. And that is why today we must also embrace our duty to reach others and tell somebody. Don't say that things are different. Oh, you got a job, things are different. Oh, you got married, things are different. Things are different, eh? Things are not different like that. Let God touch your heart for others. Let God touch your heart for others. In conclusion, let me take you to Nehemiah chapter 1. No. Nehemiah chapter 1. Nehemiah. Are you there still or you've gone home? Mm. Nehemiah chapter number 1. It says, the works of Nehemiah, the son of Hakaliah, and it came to pass in the month of Chislew, in the 20th year, as I was in Shushan the palace, that Hanani, one of my brethren, came, he and certain men of Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said unto me, the remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is also broken down. The gates thereof are burned with fire. And it came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted. And I prayed before the God of heaven and said, Oh, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God that, that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. Are you listening to the reading? Let thine ear now be attentive and thine eyes open that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant, which I pray before thee now day and night. For the children of Israel, thy servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against thee, both I and my father's house have sinned. We have dealt very corruptly against thee, and have not kept the commandments, nor the statutes, nor the judgments, which thou commandest thy servant Moses. Remember, I beseech thee the word that thou commanded thy servant Moses, saying, If ye transgress, I, I will scatter you abroad among the nations. But if you turn unto me and keep my commandments and do them, though you, there were of you cast out unto the uttermost parts of heaven, yet will I gather thee from thence and will bring them into the place that I have chosen to set my name there. Now these are the serv thy servants and thy people whom thou hast redeemed by thy power and by thy strong hand. O Lord, I beseech thee, let not thine ear be attentive. Let now thine ear be attentive to my prayer and the prayer of thy servant and to the prayer of thy servants who desire to fear thy name and prosper. I pray thee, prosper thy servant this day and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. For I was the king's cup bearer. The king's cup bearer works in the palace. His job is the highest job in the land. The one who pours drink 
must be the most trusted person in the country because they, they have to taste their drink before they even give to the king so that he doesn't die by poisoning. So here he was in the palace and he hears, he's walking in town, then he meets Hanani, one of his brethren, and he asks him, that, that, he says, how are the people who have come from the captivity? He was concerned about others. Well, he lives in the palace, he works there, things are okay for him. But Alvin, as he's there, it's not enough that I'm there by myself. I need to think about others, my own people who are in great affliction and reproach. And when he heard how they are in great affliction, their wall is broken down, the people are in great affliction and reproach, they are all scattered all, all over the place, there's no proper place for them to meet. He was broken, he began to pray. And then he said, he prayed to God, and after that he said, I was the king's cabbera. Chapter 2, verse 1. He says, and it came to pass in the month of Nisan, in the 20th year of Ataxerxes the king, that wine was before him, and I took up the wine and gave it unto the king. Now I had not been before time sad in his presence. Therefore the king said unto me, Why is thy countenance sad, seeing thou art not sick? This is nothing else but sorrow of heart. Then I was very sore afraid, and said unto the king, let the king live forever. Why should not my countenance be sad when the city, the place of my father's sepulchers, lieth waste and the gates thereof are, are consumed with fire? Then the king said unto me, For what dost thou make request? So I prayed to the God of heaven and I said unto the king, If it please the king and if thy servant have found favor in thy sight, that thou wouldest send me unto Judah, unto the city of my father's sepulchers, that I may build it. Oh yes. So he got a letter to give to the, the, one, the keeper of the king's uh, timber. And they gave him timber and gave him wood to go and do their work. You see, somebody who is working in the palace, he's not stressed. He doesn't have any problem. But you see, when you are blessed, you have to always extend yourself and think about others. Which is often what we don't do. That's what the Lord is telling us today. That think about others. Focus on other people's problems. Let people's burdens be your burdens and God will bless you through that. God will bless you through that. God will bless you through that. You've got a job, fine. You've got a car, fine. You've got a house, fine. What next? You've got children, fine. What next? There must be something you live for apart from just yourself. And that is what ne Nehemiah saw that I'm, I'm okay in the palace. My job is secure. I'm always working. I've never even been sad in the king's presence. Like, even if I have marital problems, I don't show it to the king. Yes. But that day when he thought about others, his heart was broken. The king said, this is not nothing but sorrow of the heart. What is wrong? He said, the place of my father's sepulchers lieth waste. Like the, the buildings are all destroyed. Are all gone down. Today we are hearing of people rising up to say the country should, the government should declare a state of emergency. Why? Because of the Akosombo flooding that has covered houses. Vill whole villages have been covered, wiped out. 
Good, nice buildings. You can't go there because it's all covered with water. Yes, and people are concerned because they are, they are now thinking about others. Yes. And you are here, you don't even read the news or even think about, ah, it's not me. I am not there. I don't live in that area. I don't know anybody who lives there. It's only when you have a relative or you have a friend who, whom you know who texts you that, Charlie, look at what has happened to our house before it strikes you that there are others living other places that you must also think about. So God is using his word to let you know that your life cannot be about yourself. Your life must be about others. Life must be about others. Your effort must also be about others. Your thoughts must be about, your mind must be on others. Your service must be for others. Oh yes. Your sacrifices must be for others. Not only your children, not only your wife. And when you focus your mind on others, your life becomes more meaningful. God bless you, ladies and gentlemen. This is what time will allow us. So let these three blessed people who thought about others, who became a blessing to others, let it minister to you so that you too can think about others. You too can live for others. You too can make sacrifices for others. And you too can serve others. And one day when you stand, you see that your ministry, your life is because you live for others. It's because I live for others that I'm a preacher. Yes. And I'll travel everywhere and anywhere. It has sent me to many places. It's still sending me to many places because of others. 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 Others even bring me offerings who are not my siblings, who are not my relatives because I've lived my life for others. And that's what the Bible says that when Job prayed for his friends, God turned his captivity around. God will turn your captivity around when you also live for others and work for others. Clap your hands, stand to your feet. Lift your hand and just pray. My God. Lift your hand and pray, Lord, touch my heart for others. Touch my heart. Others need salvation. Others need a shepherd. Others need the message. Others have issues. I want to live for others. I want to think, live my life thinking about others. Serving others. Spending my blessings for others. Using my connections. God has blessed me with for others. Balira mosafata ya kadile. Soni malabara to shikia bahadela de sifinama. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Mato brada shinde nemrika balamana. Imota fandeli marada sikena majila bale. Nindo safima lagabara ya sikaline. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. 
Yes, Father, touch our hearts, touch our hearts, touch our minds, touch our hearts, touch our minds. Let us live for others, let us think about others, let us serve others, let us work for others, let's make sacrifices for others, Lord. Balike Roma Siba Deli Makabaranya Sigale, Nepora Basikendele Menaya. Oh my God, Basandale Maroda Sibrigalabaradada, Zalike Roda Simanandala Barada Saya. Blessed be God, blessed be God. As every head is bowed and every eye closed. If you are here this morning, you are not a born again Christian. Maybe somebody invited you, but you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Wherever you are standing, we are just about to pray. I want you to lift up your right hand in the air so I can pray for you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. If you are here, somebody invited you, but you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Lift up your hand. I'm going to pray for you. Yes. God bless you. Lift it up. Maybe somebody invited you, but you know that if you are to die today, you will make it to heaven. Oh, yes. God bless you. God bless you. If you have lifted your hand, do one more thing. Take a step and come to me right here. Come running. Come running. Come running to the mercy seat where Jesus is calling. His grace will be Don't be shy, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, don't be shy. Lift up your hands, we are going to pray. Lift up your hands, say after me, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me for all my sins and wash me with your precious blood. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. From today, I will serve you. I will follow you for the rest of my days. Please write my name in the book of life. I'm yours forever. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. It's time for communion. It's time for communion. This is my body Which was broken for you Drink, this is my blood Which was shed for you Take the bread Whoever eats my flesh And drinks my blood The body of Jesus was broken So that your body can be put together Mended and healed Wherever you are today, as you partake of this body, may it enter into your life and repair whatever is broken. Repair. I see something like, you know those days they used to have an inner tube that is used for, that, for tires. 
And when you have a, a puncture, it is more in the inner tube. Is that not so? So they used to have some kind of a, a, another type of patch, which is also an inner, a part of an inner tube that has been cut, that they used to put on the hole, and then some glue is applied, and then it stays together. Uh-huh. So you need another patch, like another body, another patch to patch what is broken and what is has been pierced. So today, I see the, the you see the, the body you are holding is like another patch. Yes. Whatever is wrong with your body or your organ, from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, this body will repair it. It is receiving that supernatural touch and it will repair whatever is wrong. Even in your life, it doesn't have to be your body, but your life. Something in this body is repairing your life. Receive that repairing grace and repairing anointing from the body of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for the body that was broken for us in Jesus' name. Amen. It's the body. Lift the cup. It is like a supernatural glue that receives that patch and attaches it to any part that is broken. May this blood wash away your sins. May this blood, this is the blood of sprinkling. It speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Receive the blood, the blood of the eternal everlasting covenant. It washes you from your sins and restores you into perfect fellowship with the master. The blood of Jesus. Lord blesses you. Lift your hand. The Lord blesses you. The Lord favors you. Lift your hand. The Lord is blessing you. The Lord favors you. With your hands lifted, you are reaching for higher heights, higher goals, higher supernatural liftings. As high as your hands go, even higher will be the elevation upon your life. Receive the elevation that comes from God. Supernatural power. Supernatural life. It is your portion. I proclaim the safety is of the Lord. You will never come under the power of even one man. Neither will you come under the power of two men. Or a group of men. You are delivered from their works. And delivered from their wickedness. Christ Jesus delivers and protects you. When you lie down to sleep. May the angel of the Lord encamp around your dwelling place that an armed man will not pounce upon you nor a group of armed men pounce upon you. When you drive on the highway, safety is of the Lord. You will, re- you will go in safety, you return in safety. The Lord Jesus makes you whole. You are blessed forever. Neither will you sit before a doctor for him to give you a frightening diagnosis. A diagnosis that, that spells your end. 
like the beginning of the end it will never be your portion may you never die from a disease may you die from a good old age may you die from the safety that the Lord has given unto you and granted unto you in the name of Jesus be blessed in your going and be blessed in your coming. Be blessed in your down sitting. Be blessed in your uprising. Christ Jesus makes you whole all the days of your life. In Jesus' name. Amen. We have no doubt that you have received a blessing from the Word of God preached by Bishop Eddie Addy. Do join either of our Victory Secret Services from the Macarius Church Headquarters, East Egon Hills, Accra, this and every Sunday at 7.30 and 10.30 a.m. Connect with Bishop Eddie Addy on Facebook Live, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. God bless you and lead you in a series of victories.